Good afternoon, good evening, News Source One Michiana. This is Sylvia, your News Source One Michiana director, as well as Michiana 101 anchor and manager. Today, for our devotions or reflection time, we're going to look at radical hospitality. Yesterday at night church, which I attend, we looked at radical hospitality, what that looks like. How do you feel inviting strangers into your house who you don't know? You don't know these people. We looked. Sometimes we need to be aware of what could happen. How do we know that the people we meet are safe people? You don't know from day to day whether or not you're safe. How do we show hospitality to people who are not like us. Um, There's a lot of hatred in the world today. A lot of hatred. And that's hatred on race on race, nationality, 
It could be your maybe you're discriminated against your own race. There is a stigma out there that says that the majority of people in jail and prison are African American. But that seems to be true. But that's not reality. If you've never been to a jail or prison, you cannot assume that 50% of the people in jail or prison are African American. There's a stigma that says if your parents are alcoholics or your parents are drug addicts or dealing drugs or that, you're going to be just like your parents. That's also not true. So there's stigma out there. How do we as individuals shape our lives to get in that mindset, that stigma that we all have? Sometimes it's going out of a comfort zone to let somebody in our lives who we do not know. Sometimes it's showing hospitality to people not like us and how they retaliate. One of the questions I was asked is, do radical people make good friends? Sometimes the people who have a narcissistic attitude, it's all about them. They don't think highly of themselves. They're number one. They could care less about anyone else in the world. Could those type of people be a good friend? Another question was asked. If somebody was beating up your child, what's the first thing you're going to do? Your first inclination is you're going to try to intervene and pull that person, that that adult or child, off of your kid. Another thing we looked at is, if there was an active violent situation going on, would you call, should 911 be called? And the answer should be a yes. You would think that most people would call 911 if there was an active violent situation happening. But some people are scared to call 911. Should we look the other way if we are the victim of an active shooter and that person is free or should you forgive? There's a lot that went into this radical hospitality yesterday. We looked at gun violence and how it is difficult to be the person involved in that traumatic situation. Anytime you invite someone new into your life or into your house to stay you do not know, you are stepping out of your comfort zone. You step out of your comfort zone for situations like this. And so there's times where we need to figure out are we living the way that God wants us to live or do we need to practice hospitality? There has been too many wars going on, too much gun violence going on these days. A lot of times, the person who is the victim may not, may have been at the wrong place at the wrong time. Sometimes, innocent people are getting hurt by people. You can look at radical hospitality in all sorts of ways. You can look at negative. You can look at positive. How do you show hospitality to people who have done you wrong? perfect example would be if you have somebody who is brown getting their life taken away quickly than someone who is a cream color 
Now, there's a lot that goes between brown and cream. We know that's brown, black and white. We know that could be brown and white. But the negotiation is all, if you come on and say all black people are this way, but all white people are this way, there have been circles on the news where the African-American race has been discriminated against and are called out for most stuff they have done or getting a harsher punishment than those of a white race. And this has been going on for centuries. This has been going on for decades. We still have segregation and discrimination racism going on today. But we're blind to see it. You see it everywhere. You see certain people getting treated better than others. So as you look at radical hospitality and what that looks in your life, what can you do better? Do we sit back and just not do nothing? There comes a time where we have to have a comfort zone. In our comfort zone, it's not always the best. As you're listening into the rest of this podcast, the songs that's being played have a common theme in common. There is a lot of hatred going on in the world today that all of us aren't aware of. But we don't. We put our blinders on and we look the other side of the way. Kids and schools are going through the exact same thing. But they're, they're afraid to tell their parents or press an adult because what's going to happen. You cannot judge somebody based on the color of their skin or based on their lifestyle. You don't have to like everybody. No one says you got to like everybody. But you should love them. Now, do you forgive your accuser if they've done you wrong? Do radical people make good friends? What would you do in the event that there's an active violent situation? Would you call the cops? Would you not? There are some deep questions that come out of radical hospitality. Radical hospitality is a difficult subject to talk about and to think about. This world is hurting and there's nothing we can do about it. This world is hurting and what we can do is that we can be a friend to step up and stand up for the negative that's happening in the world and be the positive influence. Take care and have a wonderful day.
chemical gases filling lungs of little ones with ongoing suffering as the youth are young so ask yourself is the loving really gone so i could ask myself really what is going wrong in this world that we living in people keep on giving in making wrong decisions only visions of the dividends not respecting each other denying that brother a war's going on but the reason's undercover the truth is kept secret it's swept under the rug if you never know truth then you never know love what's the love y'all
or building a baseball stadium. I'm yeah. not much of a baseball fan even. Yeah, but you put the wheels in motion. Put the wheels in motion. I think the job of a mayor or a leader is to make the final decisions mm -hmm. um, about things. But a great staff uh, is the one that gets things done more, more than the mayor in my case. Yeah, well speaking of a baseball stadium in South Bend, the one that you helped get built here is now the one where your book launch is going to be happening. Can you tell us a little bit about that launch and when it's going to be? Yeah, the book launch is happening this Thursday, uh, October 20th, uh, 5 to 7 p.m. or at the stadium itself. Mm -hmm. We thought it'd be a good idea to have it there. We're going to have free hot dogs and munchies and wine and beer it's it's supposed it's celebrating an event too it's celebrating many of the things we've got done in south bend yeah uh, since i've been looking at some of our old footage in the wndu yeah. vault I've, I've seen you come up and and heard some of these stories that you've been talking about when uh the east race was just getting developed and the baseball stadium was first built can you tell me how things have changed here in south bend from when you were mayor uh, to today uh, it's, it's, things have changed a lot um but in a sense, uh, mayors that came after me and the mayors that came before me were basically a building uh, on, on a better South Bend. A South Bend, we had to go through what was called the Rust Belt. I hate yeah. it when they called city South Bend or Rust Belt City. It's yeah. not. Um, we had to do that, and it's taken about 60 years. So mayors before me, uh, Mayor Namath, Mayor Miller, all these people did a great job. And then I took over from there, and the ones that came after me basically did picked up on what we've done. So it's a lot of people putting a lot of stuff together. Okay. This is your second book that you've written as well. Um, was the process of putting this together different than the first book that you wrote? Uh, not a whole lot. Uh, you have to think back about how you got things done. And, for example, uh, the first book was about my growing up in Maine and my first time in the Peace Corps. Mm -hmm. uh, I was in the first group of Peace Corps volunteers in Thailand a long, long time ago. Yeah. I volunteered for the Peace Corps before there was one. And so it's about the same. I, I tried to, to look back on, on the stories that got me to where I am today, in a sense. Mm -hmm. And so this book is all about stories of getting things done. Uh, in South Bend, Indiana, the other one was a little bit different. Yeah. Well, do you think that's something that political leaders need to especially be listening for today about how to work together in the public sector? Yeah, I, I think that what, what I was successful of doing with a great staff was to basically put things together in a nonpartisan basis. So, for example, the baseball stadium funding was finally approved by a Republican governor, Governor Orr of Indiana. Mm -hmm. And uh, the East Race was completed partially through that kind of, of uh, nonpartisan working. We worked with anybody that we could to get anything done. Things have changed a little bit, but politics has always been difficult. Yeah. Uh, people, uh, when we were building the stadium, said, well, I had a conflict of interest because I own land where the stadium was built. I never did. And so um, yeah. it, it's changed. It's a little bit more difficult, I think. To work on a bipartisan basis, mm -hmm. but we have to do it. Yeah, it's got to get done somehow. Well, thanks yeah. so much, Roger. Appreciate it. Getting Things Done is the name of the book, and the launch is this Thursday at Four Winds Field. We'll have more information on where you can get your own copy on uh, in this story on our website a little bit after the show, so you can head to our website to see that. But we'll have more news, weather, and sports coming back on the other side of this break.
At 10, I'm Nadja Woods. We start tonight with a celebrity basketball game in South Bend aimed at ending gun violence. ABC 57's Annie Kate was there today and is live now in studio with more on the mission to make the city a safer place. Well, Naja, let me tell you, the game today was so much fun. Not only was there basketball, there were also vendors, performers, rappers, plus Halloween candy and costumes. There was something for everybody, all with the goal of stopping the violence in South Bend. We have a young man who is putting himself out in front of his peers, showing himself as a leader and saying, hey, we need to do something different here in South Bend, and I support that. That young man is Xavier Pittman, who organized the 574 Celebrity Stop the Violence basketball game. People don't really come together like this. Saturday, two teams going head-to-head -head on the court, but coming together to spread a message of anti-violence. a lot of devs going on. It's hitting close to home, and um, you just want to get everybody on one court. The event offered hours of family fun while uplifting community celebrities. We just got the um, inner city celebrities. Everybody just doing something right now. Xavier has asked local ball players here uh, that are celebrities to these younger kids to participate in the actions of upliftment of this city. Pittman did say that he plans to do this event again next year. Now follow ABC 57 online and on air to find out more about anti-violence efforts in South Bend and all of Michiana. Live in studio, Annie Kate, ABC 57 News. Today, 574 Stop the Violence held a basketball game to rally the community and combat gun violence happening in South Bend at the O'Brien Center. Major Visions Promotion used Indiana's favorite pastime to bring people together. Children were encouraged to dress up in Halloween costumes and were given candy while they cheered on the teams before the game. They took a moment to say a prayer for those who have been lost to gun violence. Understood that the only time we really get together is when something bad happens. So Xavier thought it was a great idea to, to support, support the community in this manner and to get people out, uh, obviously before the holidays, get people out before it gets too cold outside, and to celebrate life. And that's what we're doing here. Team Stop the Violence won a close game against Team Put the Guns Down, 75 to 74.
where they will not be judged by the color of their skin, but by the content of their character. I have a dream today.
Finding joy. You know, all these resolutions that you're potentially making on January 1st, what happens if you decide to implement them today? What happens if you decide that fear or circumstances don't need to define your potential? How far could you get ahead by daring to reclaim the live, the purpose, the fourth quarter of this year? What happens if you wait? You'll never get these, these months back. My challenge, let's end the year strong. One thing, one mindset shift. One finding joy moment together, Rachel. Here is a quote she has under that. Strong. What if you decided to finish this year strong? To not put off until next year the things you need to do today. You start ahead instead of behind. What if today was the first day of awesome? And that is from Rachel Marie Martin. From her book, The Brave Art of Motherhood. Take care.
This lesson is brought to you by Nina Nina Hoffman. She said, A wish for the week ahead. May you remember that the world is only sorrow and fear and weariness, though it often feels that way. May you protect your peace and happiness, calmly but firmly. And may no fools arise to test you. May you forward ahead with coffee, clarity, and determination. Tied a Thrill by Rolly K.
You can grow up in chaos and become someone who creates peace. You can grow up being hurt and become someone who looked tenderly after the wounds of others. You can grow up being taught to turn bitter from all the wretched things they did to you and become someone who learns to forgive and move onward and upward and forward. You can grow up around anger and become a gentle spirit. You can grow up surrounded by artificial love and come to know how to recognize real love. Your history does not determine whether or not you have the ability to become a decent human being. In fact, it can slur you on, on, on to break the cycle. You have become who you are today because you chose the future over your past. Because you dug through rather than walked around. And because you needed to be the very thing that's absent in your life. Straight. 
hope you got a chance to listen to the songs and got to know a little bit more what radical hospitality looks like. Sometimes we just need to take a step back and let go and let God. Shall we pray? Holy Father, be with these listeners today as they travel to and from where they're going. Be with the kids and the parents who are on fall break this week and next week. We pray for safe travels for anyone who is traveling. Be with this world as this world is turning. It's really turning to negative. Help us find the good in every day, whether we see it or not. And be with everybody who is struggling with spiritual needs, mental needs, emotional, physical, or socially needs. You know the walls of everyone's heart and their life. Give us the strength and surround us with your love and peace as we reflect on difficulties that are facing our world today. Amen.